And hello, everybody, and welcome to We Are Tech Britannia, the podcast that looks at what's happening in technology. And I'm delighted that today um, we will be speaking with Matthew, who is the Managing Director of Firefly Technology. And they are the Young Enterprise, Young Company of the Year, the winners in the UK, and they are heading off to Europe so, hello, Matthew. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's my first time doing anything like this, so I can't wait. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to hearing more about what you guys are doing. Um, and I came across it on social media, so it just goes to show that all the work that everybody's doing to share the social media love is working. So you get your <laughs> opportunity to be in the spotlight. So tell us a little bit more about this win that you guys have had and how this all came about. So you're from, just so that you're not just with the company, you're also a sixth form student and you're part of a team of your colleagues at RGS in Guildford. So perhaps you could just set the scene for what you guys are doing on a day-to-day basis. And as people would say in the business, your new side hustle here. Yeah, so exactly. Um, Back in September, one of the the programs our school offers is from a national charity called Young Enterprise. And they want to encourage more people to get into business through um, encouraging them to start companies and run them for a year. And along that, the the companies sort of get judged at regional national levels against one another in a competition like that. So come September, um, we've just finished the pandemic. Everyone's back in school. We're not finished the pandemic. Um, We've just finished online learning. Yeah, unfortunately, that would be fantastic. But um, we're just back in school for the first time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the school said is, hey, does anyone want to do this? So um, we had a couple of teams at the school, but mm-hmm. my team had 10 of us. And um, we we were perhaps formed a little bit more informally. We were we were more sort of who, who fancies this and hasn't gone to the effort of sort of forming a team in advance. So that was us. We, we sort of scooped up everyone still remaining. And we decided that we were going to give it a really good shot. And we had to go through the whole process of thinking up an idea, actually making the idea, selling it, going through all the rounds, um, whilst balancing that, as, as you pointed out, with being students, um, sixth form students. So, you know, at times it was easier and at, at times it was quite harder, especially when you get that horrible day where you get a couple of homeworks at once and then you've got to do a meeting in the afternoon or something like that. So we formed very informally. And since then, it's been a great journey. Well, God forbid you have to record a podcast with some crazy person um, who wants to talk about British technology. But hopefully this isn't going to impact your homework schedule too vastly. So you're based in Guildford. Um, what, what, I mean, you've got the best of the rest. So you've got 10 of those who didn't go into other teams, but didn't work out too badly for you in the long run, did it? Seen as you won overall across the UK. And well, exactly. I think um, I think part of that is, is actually related to it. I think the fact that we formed sort of more informally, you can avoid the trap of maybe as some other did, uh, teams had, which is just sort of forming as a friendship group or things like that. We ended up having a really diverse range of skills and, and personalities because of that informal process. So I really think that did come out to help us. Brilliant. So it just goes to show, isn't it? It was um, better, but but not by design. Yes, it was. It was fortuitous, actually. Fantastic. It well, we was, always um, like a bit of fortune. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. A bit of hard work and luck combined is often how these things come about. 
So we've talked a bit about the competition and we'd, we'd be very curious as to see as how you 10 are going across to this European stage, slightly reminiscent of a certain game which is going on at the moment, which is involved goals and lots of grass and, 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 and a ball and a referee and, and whatnot. But um, what are you doing in Europe? What's, the, what's happening there that you're now taking your business, taking Firefly technology to the, the European stage? Yes. So um, Young Enterprise is sort of part of a bigger charity in Europe, which spans, I, I can never remember, it's either 26 countries or 40 countries. Um, and the, the winner of each country's national competition go, go out to Europe um, to, to compete against one another. And in a typical year, actually, in a non-pandemic year, that involves flying out to the host nation, doing in-person interviews with a, a panel of um, respected judges from that country and things like that. So this year, it's uh, Lithuania. So we'd have been jetting out to Lithuania. Um, unfortunately, that's now all on Zoom and, and Teams. But effectively, we produce a business plan. Um, we do some interviews and, and sort of an elevator pitch of the company for a, a panel of judges in Europe who will stack us up versus the best of best Europe has to offer. Fantastic. So you're a startup of those starting out in their careers, which is really exciting. Um, so when is this all taking place and how how can listeners support you because i know that there was a a call for support on this is it is is there a bit of judging that the public can get involved with as well yeah we've got a bit of a call to action so between the wow. 29th of july and the the fifth uh, sorry the 29th of june and the 15th of july mm-hmm. um there's a public choice award which is how many votes can your company drum up and the, the company within europe that drums up the most votes is is the winner and we think it's the british public we can definitely do it. So we would love it if you could go out um, and, and go to the site. I assume there will be an opportunity. Oh, well, I, if possible, there'd be an opportunity to have a link somewhere. We will get and then a link they can, they can click on that posted, link. Yeah, we'll get a link posted in with the blog. You know, Perfect, so yeah. people can go so, and obviously we'll put it out on social media as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go through that link and, and uh, vote hopefully for us. But obviously you're well within your rights to vote for anyone else as well. And, um, clearly nobody listening to this most... is going to because they're going to go, they're going to vote for you, right? So that's... Yeah, well, that's, that's the intention, but you don't want to be too presumptive. There's, no. there's some quality competition out there. I'm sure no, there um, is. I'm sure there is. Yes, we, we'd, um, we'd very much like it if you would vote for us. And oh, hopefully we can get the most votes of any country. Absolutely. And also to bring the trophy home as well. So, um, so tell us about the project. Tell because I love this, and I actually was going to order one, and they're going to they're gonna go. Why didn't you? Um, because obviously, doing podcasts, I'm doing them in the dining room, and one of my um, issues is that from time to time, a certain person of the age 17 may well wish to join because there are a number of things in the dining room that he suddenly has a, a requirement for. So the do not disturb, and I think we've seen lots and lots of footage, and perhaps this was part of your inspiration of rather annoyed parents they're being perhaps interrupted by children or just generally interrupted because, you know, work is now at home and home doesn't always respect that work is there. So tell us a little bit about what you have come up with Yes. Yeah, so at this, the start of lockdown, when we were doing online learning and our parents were working from home, we were the we were the interruptee. We were the person who wanted to get into the room and, and did not know if, the, if they were on a video call or not. And we thought, how great would it be if I could just know? 
So we made the Do Not Disturb, and it's a smart sign which will sync with your calendar through our web app, which we coded ourselves, mm -hmm. to automatically turn on and off at the start of, of calendar events, so whether that be a Teams call or a Zoom call. Um, so that basically, if you're in a meeting, the sign will be on, and everyone around you knows, look, don't disturb me right now, I'm recording a podcast in your case. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're not, it will be off, and it's free to, to come in or ask a question or anything anything you fancy. And um, it's it's quite a small thing, but the the implications of it we think can be really powerful because interruptions even before working from home were incredibly widespread with some studies showing actually that you're interrupted on average every 11 minutes, um, which can be really, really damaging to, to productively working and, and getting things done. And you sort of get to the end of the day and you're wondering where all the time went. Um, by genuinely making conscious decisions as to now I'm, I don't want to be disrupted, I'm doing a piece of focused work now, or I'm on a call and I want the world to know that so that no one disrupts us, it can be really impactful, not only in like professionalism, so not getting interrupted, but also uh, saving you a lot of time and, and energy. Mm, definitely, definitely. So obviously people can order from the website if they feel that, oh look! <laughs> obviously they didn't see the file, right? Um, uh, they're definitely going to keep they, they obviously didn't see the sign do not disturb um no exactly exactly i'm sorry <laughs> so rude so rude um so obviously this was inspired by you know the the, the, the situation that everybody found them in themselves in and, and have your parents already personally thanked you because i'm hoping that they are using it themselves yeah they were the they were the first users actually they they got to enjoy the the wonders that come with the prototype of a product and all its spottiness that's associated with it. So um, it's been it's been definitely really useful. Um, I imagine more for more for me than them actually. Because mm. you know, if you want to ask them a question, whereas before you might just have not, or I personally sort of might not. Now you you, you know when it's time to go and feel confident. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And how did you all find the process of creating a product and and a business? Because obviously this is will be the first time you guys have been that closely involved with these types of things. Yes. So it's been an absolutely massive learning curve. And one of the, the key things from that is, as you say, you're sort of doing two things. You're building a product and then you're, and you're building a business around it. And mm. I think initially for us, the hardest part was definitely building the product and, and doing the tech behind it. Because when we were in the idea stage, we actually had this idea and we'd sort of thought, no, well, we, this would be great but we don't know how to make it. So let's go look for something else. And in the end, we decided, actually, we've got a good idea. So we need to go and find a way to make it rather than looking for something we already know how to make. And so that, that decision forced upon us lots of small things like, you know, we had to learn how to do uh, 3D modeling to do 3D printing, or we had to learn how to code to build our web app or mm. things like that. And um, so the technical side is just a, a huge number of little skills that, we never had before, but as a team, I think we've really, really grown from that. And then again, running a business, it's not something any of us had any experience with. And all of the, the marketing, sales, management that comes with that has been just as challenging and sort of useful as a learning experience. Hmm. And sort of technology-wise, because I know, how have, how have your, your teachers, how, how involved have they been in the process? Because I don't think this is – do you do most of this – informed by young enterprise or are your teachers also getting or your lecturers also getting involved with the process 
So what you have a, a centre lead who um, sort of a teacher at the school who runs the programme who has oh. been fantastic for us. She's been um, really willing and really helpful from the start in giving us ideas, prompting us to make sure we do things and, and just generally been a great, great influence. And then you also mm. get given a business advisor. So you're sort of paired with someone in the community around you that's, you know, maybe run a business or worked at a company for a long time and has some of that business knowledge. Because I think if you're truly doing it with, with no one to ask from, no form of a mentor initially, mm. it can be so daunting that taking those first few steps is really difficult. And he's been fantastic as well. Um, he worked in tech. So he was our first introduction to tech and, and what it can do. And mm -hmm. that was really beneficial for us as well in terms of just showing us how, you know, maybe you could do something like this or how you can use tech in the company. And I think that's mm -hmm. been one of our, our biggest uh, learnings is that tech, not just, for example, in our product, we have an electronic system or an app, but also in using Google Analytics to track your website or mm. th that it can be really useful across marketing as well as the product and, and every aspect of the company can be improved with tech. So our business advisor and our center lead have both been fantastic and we could definitely not be here without. Fantastic. And they would have been looking forward to a lovely trip to Lithuania, but unfortunately it's not to be. They get to go on another Zoom call. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. So... I mean, from all of your perspective, um, the, the choice of tech, is that something the way you think that a lot of you will perhaps, you know, ha has this opened your eyes to a career in technology? Do you think it's, um, it's something that you personally will pursue? Okay. Um, speaking personally, before, before doing all of this, the, the sort of picture of, of a person that works in tech is maybe overly influenced by like, movies like the social network or the the whiz kid hacker in a bedroom at 9 p.m typing so fast you can't imagine it or it's always seemed rather unattainable and something that maybe other people do but you, you don't really know um what to do yourself mm. so it's definitely shown me that you know you can get stuck in at a lower level and then just get better and better and better with with mm. tech and it's definitely on my radar now whereas it would never have been before i had zero technological understanding before and speaking mm. for the team generally um i know there's especially a few guys who really really got stuck into it so we've got one guy who's um done a lot of our coding and, and he's been phenomenal um and i think that i'm trying to steer him towards doing that because i just think he'd be so good at it so it's mm. definitely made it seem so much more attainable for us and mm. so much more realistic to have a career in tech which i think sometimes the media can make it seem a bit sort of far away or you have to be some whiz kid or genius to pursue it but i think it is taking a small project like that that you can action and see the results of and just expand on does make it all much more attainable wow well that's really insightful i think it's it's great that that fortuitously sort of steered you to a tech solution and you know hopefully it will um at least make sure that people consider it as an option moving forward so what next for the team? Uh, you, you obviously will be um, competing in Lithuania virtually. Um, when will we know the, the results of you know, that process? Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll find out the results on the, the 15th of July, so 10 days from when I'm speaking to you now. And you know, hopefully, hopefully it's good. <laughs> um, but beyond that, I think 
there's sort of two sides to it. One is is the company. Um, we're sort of in discussions now as, as to where we want to take it next. You know, mm-hmm. how do we make it more scalable, or how do we run it outside or through A levels and things like that? But then, secondly, there's also um, the, all the different learnings everyone's taken from it and how they can use those. I think will also be a really interesting thing to watch, especially for the rest of my teammates because they've all been so fantastic and they've all learned so much. I can see over the ten months that. An individual's got far more self-confidence or far more mm. skill in a certain area, and I think they will definitely take that and expand on that over the next few years, whether it's for Firefly or in a different setting. Fantastic! So we might be seeing Firefly as maybe one of the new, um, as they like to call it in the tech industry, unicorns, one of the multi-billion um, valuation um, tech giants. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, I, th- I think almost certainly. Good. Well, we'd like to hear that. Of confident. course, of course. We'll be hitting a billion dollar valuation soon. Well, yes, I would expect <laughs> very soon after the 15th of July, I very much hope. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that the big win in Europe will give us such confidence to investors that we'll quickly reach the billion dollar, the billion dollar mark. Uh, and no lacking in the, the British <laughs> sense of humour either. <laughs> so that's all happening for you guys. And I suppose um, anything that we haven't covered that you'd perhaps like to share with our listeners who, you know, obviously are from, you know, all walks of tech and perhaps have just stumbled across this just generally. Um, what else would you like to share about the experience of what it's brought for you guys? I would say just generally, especially with young people, letting someone learn something practically, um, especially in tech, actually, can be really, really great. And for British tech specifically, getting the next generation of, of not, not myself, I'm nowhere near the most talented technical person in the team, but some of the people around me, I definitely think you guys would be missing a trick if you don't get them into the tech industry because they could do so much for it. Um, programs like Young Enterprise or other skill-related programs can be really beneficial for that. So I'd say don't underestimate young people and give them a chance to, to do something practical and to get involved with tech. In a small way, it doesn't need to be a really grand project, but you need that first step and you can move on from there. Um, mm. So definitely, I think to, for the future of, of British tech, getting, getting some of those people into it could be really, really powerful. Fantastic. Well, I, d- I would have loved to have summed up with such great words, but unfortunately, you beat me to it. <laughs> um, and all I can say is wishing you, Matthew, and the team um, on the 15th, the Firefly Technology team, um, all the very best in Lithuania, virtually. And, and we look forward to hearing more, perhaps in a year's time or in a few months' time, we can hear more about how things are progressing. Certainly, if you out there are struggling as a technologist to get your work done and to be uninterrupted when you need to think or when you need to speak to people, or perhaps like myself, when you need to um, record a podcast or a video interview, then I would definitely recommend that you have a look at what Firefly are doing, because not only would it be great for them to be successful in the European competition, but obviously they do actually have products for you to buy. So I'm sure they'd be delighted if you invested in that and hopefully we'll get a lot of benefit from it over the the continuing to work from home era that we are now in. And uh, yes, thank you so much, Matthew. That was really insightful. Not at all. Thank you for having me on. I mean, it's been fantastic doing something like this and, and really enjoyable. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I certainly have. And very inspiring, a tale from Guildford, the Firefly Technology team and we wish them the very best of luck 
in the competition. And you have joined me, Rose Ross from Tech Britannia for the We Are Tech Britannia podcast. And I think we may have to rename it if we speak to other inspiring um, students or technologists of the future like Matthew. And perhaps we will be talking about the We Are the Future of British Technology. So thank you for listening. And we will make sure that there are links to the Firefly technology website. Do you want to do a quick website call out there, Matthew? Yeah, www.firefly-technology.co.uk. Perfect. So yes, so um, lots of details there and there's a fantastic video which we'll also post on the blog post. So thank you again, everyone, uh, for listening and hopefully we'll be supporting the Firefly technology team to bring it home. Thank you.